You're listening to the Hashing Halos podcast with your hosts Manny, Daniel, and Paul. But you know what? Fuck the Angels. Let's go Dodgers. Yo, let's go Dodgers. Yo, who let her in, bro? Let's go Dodgers. Get the fuck out of the studio. What the hell? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashing Halos and. We're going to be going over the m- two most recent series during our uh, homestand here. And uh, then we're going to move on to our playoff predictions, take a little recap of them, see what uh, we would change and whatnot. And um, yeah. And also, we're going to also look at our current playoff odds. So let's start with the first uh, series with the Twins, this homestand. Um, a nice two out of three win for the Angels. And we're just going to dissect it uh, game by game here. So with uh, game one, we win 5-4. We had an amazing outing by Reed Detmers, who had 12 Ks, tying a career high. And then uh, almost the lead almost got thrown away by Jimmy Hurriott. But uh, we had some clutch hitting by our boys, Moniac and Renfro. So it was a good win there. What do you guys think about the first game of this homestand? Um, Anything that pop out to you? Detmers is not allowed to have a win. Uh, that is all. I <laughs> He could pitch amazing. He still can't get a win on his record. Yeah. Yeah, this game was, uh, it felt hella cursed. It, it just felt like it was destined for another failure. Like we get those, we get that three nothing lead off of Joe Ryan and things are just looking really good. Detmer's having the start of his life. But man, he just, there's something mental about him getting out of the sixth inning because he is, I think he's only done that maybe once this year been really tough for him he's again he hasn't gotten a win yet and even though he had the start of his life he ends up getting charged with three runs because he leaves with two guys on and then Hergit gives up a double which ends up uh scoring the next two runs and tying the game luckily um you know we get the timely hitting by both Moniac and Renfro we end up winning the game so we uh it showed fight that we had fight and it was really good taking a win against uh against Joe Ryan yeah he's like uh, isn't he there is he the ace behind Pablo? He's the number two guy, right? Behind Lopez? No, I would say he's better than Lopez. Okay. I think yeah. he had like a two ERA entering the game. Okay. Yeah, no, that was a really big one to take. All your thoughts? I mean, this is the closest I think that, you know, Detmers looked to his, you know, amazing outing last season. Mm-hmm. At least this season. Right. He's never made it deep, like Daniel said. Still no win, whether that be fully his fault or offense, you know. Um, but it's definitely good to see. Obviously, didn't go as long as he probably would have liked, but mm-hmm. 12Ks, that's good. Um, obviously, so, I mean, Jimmy is back in AAA, which... He's just too inconsistent. And then I mean, Davidson did fine, obviously. You know, didn't didn't give it up. Didn't, you know. I, I definitely do think, though, he is, you know, he's, he's a bullpen guy. I, I don't think he can be trusted as a starter again. Yeah, I think he's kind of more like a long reliever situation, kind of mop-up role right now, kind of what Berea was before, so. Yeah, if anything, Davidson is coming into games where we're already losing by a significant margin because yeah. that was another thing where he just he didn't look sharp. Again, his ERA is over six at this point. It doesn't feel like he 
it really doesn't feel like he has the stuff to be hell. Honestly, I don't even think he should be on the roster, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, right now with our current roster, the way it's built, I think Nevin should be using him when we're down by four more runs after our starter just got blown. I honestly think obviously with the, with the new, you know, call-ups from AAA, the way we should have it right now, if we're getting blown out, that's when you're, I mean, if we're blowing somebody out or if we're getting blown out, that's the only time and, and the offense just dead. That's when you put in David's in the loop. I agree. I, yep. I think I, I mean, obviously we only saw one game of, uh, I mean, we'll get to it later. Uh, if we'll probably talk about it for five seconds though. Um, uh, what was the guy who pitched last night? Finished off the game. Jacob Webb. Webb. Obviously, only seen him pitch once. His stuff mm-hmm. looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guy. Now, twice, both times, he's had good stuff, but he's managed to walk the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I fully have trust in either of them two yet. But out of the relievers that we've seen for the majority of the season, Davidson and obviously Loop have the least trust. And should be trusted never in a high leverage situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't see how they are high leverage guys right now. So definitely got to keep them in their current roles. Uh, anything else on game one? No, I think we're good for game for two me? now. All righty. Uh, game two, uh, pick an L. Uh, unfortunately, but yeah, Patrick Sandoval just didn't have his stuff that night. Uh, really just couldn't even make five innings out of it, and our offense was just flat and stale. So, honestly, the, uh, the thing I guess if there's any solace to take out of that loss, though, is that um, that was a game we just lost. Like, it wasn't one of those games where we just like lose to ourselves. So it was kind of like at least we had that going for us. Like we didn't blow it, but a loss nonetheless. So. Uh, I kind of yeah. I mean, here's the thing: Patrick Sandoval is not going to be like amazing every start. That's going to happen. He's been really good for us recently, so he was he was bound to have a stinker eventually. And I mean, the only I think the only downside to this one, besides Sandoval um, having a stinker, and obviously they said you know he was sick uh, earlier the week and yeah. he's still recovering, so we'll chalk it up to he's sick and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the, the the runners in scoring position over twelve. That's yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, just we just did not hit with Anderson scoring a position. We got eight hits, and we just couldn't bring anybody home. Yep, I believe that was the first night of Walsh. Uh, the second no, night of Walsh. No. Wait, no, know. you're right. No, you're right. It it was the first night of Walsh. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, not to be too mean, but. We basically had two dead roster spots that night in in Ward and Walsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, that was Walsh's first night, so can't fault him. Right. Um, but you know, that's that's two zero for four outings right there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the game I mean, exactly. He's, all, he's all, Walsh is also like kind of ramping up. So yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Can't blame Walsh too. You know, can't blame Walsh too much. You know, what what can you do? Um, literally, you know, he's he's back from his injury whatever you want to call it um he's back in the majors majors different than triple a but because of ward and him you have two on that game specifically you had two open spots basically where it was a guaranteed out Mm -hmm. so 
I, I still think that's always been an Angels issue is runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. Even in games we've been winning. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it's a game that like we didn't we didn't cheat ourselves of this of this win. It just we just couldn't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I like about it. It was just like an like I guess you could say it's like an honest loss. Like we didn't we didn't mess it up type thing. So except yeah. for like run a swarm position, but yeah. It was just kinda like a a, a regular loss. Oh, the one really random thing that I, I've obviously we've been a bit since we had a podcast. But the one thing I want to talk about for a while, and I've, he's gone now, Wants is back in AAA. I do not trust Andrew Wants at all. I, his numbers don't show it, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because his numbers don't look bad. They don't look amazing, but they don't look that bad. But I swear to God, I've watched so many games recently where he's blown it. Or just added to the loss. Well, the reason his numbers don't look bad is because he was elite until the last few games where he's basically given up a run every single time he's been up on the mound. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I, I'm fine with sending him back down for a little bit. Even though in our last episode, we just uh, we kind of just sung his praises, but <laughs> since then, he's he's kind of shit the bed a few times. So, yeah, um, I'm fine with being him being back down. I don't really have too much to say on game two of the twin series just because I actually didn't get to watch it at all. So yeah, I, I'm basically just going straight off what the numbers tell me. Um, if anything, what this tells me is if the angels do want to make it competitive, I do think we need to go get a number two at the deadline. I don't exactly know where we're going to get it. There's some rumors that if the guardians are out, maybe Shane Bieber might be on the trade block. Um, so that, that would be insane if we were able to like pull that off. But Sandoval, he can be very good at times, but he can also just have these games where maybe he doesn't give up a ton of runs. Like he gives up maybe three runs, nothing crazy, but it just seems like he can't get past a certain amount of innings because he throws so many pitches. Mm, yeah. And it, it really, it does deflate his value. So the, the, I think the problem is like, yeah, he does have a really good ERA, but it's not over as many innings as I would like a number two to be. So I think yeah. he was more of a number three in the long term, and we do need to go get a number two if we want to be competitive. Right. Because, I, I mean, as of right now, he's pitched nine games. He hasn't made it 50 innings. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's he's not had, good. He's had a couple of good long starts. Like, I think he made it 6.2 in a start. He made it seven. But if you're going to be the number two guy on a playoff team, you need to be making it seven innings somewhat regularly. Mm-hmm. At least six innings somewhat regularly. Yeah. And he's not been doing that. So I, I just, yeah, just doing the math on that just because I'm curious. He has to have more quality that's, starts too. That's that's like 5.4 innings. Uh, in, that's the average, basically. So five make, and a third is what he makes. Yeah. He, makes five, he averages five and a third. That's yeah. not good for your number two. That's fine for a number three if you can get that out of your number three with a low ERA, which he has. But that, 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 I guess, is kind of one of my main takeaways from this. Sandoval still is struggling with walks and just throwing a lot of pitches, really yeah. struggling to get out of innings. And someone who, I mean, they need to keep showing the consistency that could be your number two if you didn't buy one would be Anderson because he's really turned it around recently. But that's the thing. It's, it's recently. We need to keep seeing it. So 
I still do think we need to. At the minimum, if we're not buying a number two, we better be buying a number three. Like, we need somebody to fill behind mm-hmm. Otani. I don't think Anderson's a number. I think Anderson's a number four. Well, I mean, and if he keeps up with he's just a wild card. Like, he pitched for, for five and two-thirds innings in game one. He pitched like a number two. He pitched yeah. like an ace, frankly, for those. Like, it was, it was yeah. not just a good outing. It was an elite outing until he just couldn't get out of the sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that that's all I have for for game two. If we want to move yeah. on to the, the Sunday game, yeah, Sunday game. Um, game three, the Angels win four two. Show had a really solid start, six innings, one earned run, and then we had another timely hit by Mickey Moniak. This was like the Mickey Moniak series. It felt like well, oh, this entire homestand has been the Mickey Moniak. Well, the, more Mickey Moniak. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, the lead off home runs, you know, just yeah, crazy. all that. So yeah, I know. So big, big game three. I mean, this wasn't just a big game to win, just to win because it was just. It was a series win against a good team, against a winning team, and we haven't had to have that. We haven't had that, geez, all you know, all season. So it was definitely um, a big win to get. So yeah, and also Shohei coming back six innings, one run. That's big time because he was struggling on the mound uh, his past few starts before that. So it was good to see him back yeah. uh, bounce back. Good not to see you know a one inning blow like we exactly, were saying. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Shohei a really solid start as well. Yeah. Um, and man, Mickey Moniak. I will say his his uh, I think two RBI double was it? Mm-hmm. Made yeah, it three one. Yeah. Yep. It had like a one ten expected batting average. So yeah. I don't want to be the dampener, but it you know it was a little lucky. But the fact that he he did hit the ball hard, he put the ball in play, he just hit it to the right spot. Like he's making good contact in crucial situations, and that's. You know, not something you can teach. Mm-hmm. Oh. And this is just one random thing. I was keeping track of it, obviously, since we went from Twins to Boston. I totally forgot about what it was. I'm trying to figure it out right now, but it's, you know, not that simple. We didn't walk. Otani did not walk Correa. But in the other two games, I believe he was walked a combined five or six times. And that to me doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, you know, that could just be an accident. That could just be pitching. I do remember a couple instances where they were definitely pitching around him. And I don't get, this isn't the same career right now. Maybe he will be later. Him, with Buxton hitting behind him, who's a better hitter. Yeah. Why are you pitching around this guy? Or and if even it wasn't Buxton, it was that other guy, Krill, Krilloff, who's hitting really well right Kirilloff, now. Kirilloff, I think, yeah. Kirilloff, yeah, whatever it is. He's hitting really well right now, too. So what are we doing pitching around Correa to get to, to someone else? It, it, it mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me. If mm-hmm. we were actually go, you know, in the mindset of don't throw him strikes, don't throw him anything he can hit, th- this is not the same Correa. At least not right now. No. That was just my one random end of Twin Series random comment. Um, do we want to move on to the Red Sox? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. And this is the, this is the big one right here, because this is like a sweep. This is a sweep. This is like our rival. Like you know, we have beef with the Red Sox. Uh, you know, beef with their fans. 
hate the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, yeah every, every, I, I like to draw draw with their fans every now and then. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, fights with Red Sox fans last year, bro. Yeah, that was crazy. They were throwing fit. I've we had a, we had a guy talking shit, not really talking shit, but he was like he was very drunk last night when we went. So, uh, but yeah, point being is we swept them. So game one. Uh, to start with, we won. This is actually the most surprising win of the series to me because we won two one and we had Berea start the game. Oh, I thought it was guaranteed loss. I, I thought, thought we were gonna lose. lose. Yeah, Berea and, pitched yeah. super well, and uh, then the bullpen held the lead. Oh, well, Blue, like you know, he gave up the only run. To be fair to his credit, I guess it was like pretty soft contact, but uh, well, so, but, Mo- but the story of that game is Moniac once again clutch hit, yeah. clutch home run. So, so ba- and that, that's the one thing, Berea. Pitched like I've never seen before from Berea. That was yep. amazing. Five innings. He was like, I think he he topped out. He ended because they pulled him in the, you know, after I think he was like 63, 64 pitches. Mm-hmm. No, two hits, no walks, six strikeouts. And I fully understand pulling him mm-hmm. because he is normally a, a long reliever. He has mm-hmm. started in the past, but he hasn't recently. And, you know, the guy's gone five innings and, you know, top of the order's coming up, you know, put in a reliever. I don't know what genius thought. Ah, yes. In a very close game where we're only winning by one run at that time. Let's bring in Aaron Loop. And yes, while those hits were crap hits that found holes. What genius thought that? I mean, we know what genius, but who's the one that thought this is the game where Aaron Loop should have his first you know, first try since being injured. Mm-hmm. To so be I honest, it's a little unclear if it's Perry or if it's Phil. Yeah. yeah I, I would be fair. I would guess that's Phil. That doesn't feel like a very sabermetric office move. That feels like kind of a managerial, like, oh, my guy just came back. Uh, he's all better now. He, uh, he yeah. changed the approach. That well, feels like kind of more of a Phil Nevin move than it does a, a Perry move. Because there's before... moves that I can tell have been Perry moves that I've also thought have been stupid in game. But well, because before um, Loop came back, Nevin said he liked the stuff that he was seeing from his like bullpen sessions. I don't get why you wouldn't have just sent him on a a triple A, you know, one two game recovery come back kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. They wanted to hide the fact that he still sucks. Yeah, I, but maybe, I mean, I guess I could kind of see it maybe being the, the metrics of, like, when you looked it up, Dan, so many of his hits are, or, like, the runs he gives up, the hits he gives up, he's not giving up home runs, he's just giving up, like, they, they just find holes, they're just bloops. So, I don't know, maybe they're just like, ah, his luck will change, Let's let's keep it going, but, like... It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it really it really was bad luck. Um, he actually had a two. The first hit had a two thirty expected batting average, and the second hit had I think a zero five zero expected batting average. Like just perfect, perfectly placed balls, not hit that hard, found a hole. Um, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about. That I believe Loop has been a little bit unlucky. Um, so I'm I'm okay. Kind of, kind of seeing what he has over a few more outings, um, but a very nice win. I think the biggest standout to me in this is obviously, well, yeah, the Mickey Moniac home run. He's just doing it again, hitting in clutch situations. 
Um, but Jaime Berea, man, five, yeah. five scoreless innings, and I think he threw sixty-four pitches. He did. Like, yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah. Efficiency. That is something the rest of the team has not been. And I don't believe that Berea is this like seventy ERA guy that he's been since like mid-April or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he genuinely, over the last two years, I'm convinced that Berea is like a three point five ERA guy consistently. Yeah, it, it it feels like that. He used to be terrible. Like it really does seem like he's pitching to soft contact. He pitches efficiently. And every once in a while, Yahoo get blown up because he does pitch to contact. But having a guy like that as depth in your bullpen that you can bring out and start in these situations is very key. So it's really nice to see that Berea is just going to like add extra depth to us. Because that's definitely the one thing I I will be curious to see is when we do not need you know when we when we have games where we don't need a six starter when we're back mm-hmm. on the, the five man for a while rotation. I wonder who will start. And and I, this is I, I'm saying this as before Soros comes back. I'm assuming you do like a platoon, you have Berea Canning or Berea Silseth, you know, go a game. As of right or or Canning Silseth or Canning Berea. So one of those three I feel like would be your your choices of starter and then, you know, maybe they go 4 or 5 innings and then you have the next guy come in for like 3. When Suarez comes back, I don't know what you do. Because especially if he comes back from being injured and actually is good or decent and is better, I don't know what you're supposed to do with everybody. But if he comes back and he sucks again, then, you know, bye-bye Suarez. Yeah. Because if I remember right, the only people out of the ones I just named who have options are Silseth and Canning. I think I know Silseth does. I don't know about canning. I don't, I don't know about canning either, to be honest. Um, the, our options situation is a little bit rough at the moment. I'm not going to lie. We do have a lot of, uh, a lot of guys who I would like to give some time in AAA who we can't, unfortunately, because they have no options left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we, we can talk about Which right sucks, after the game. Three, ha- yeah. Having no options is made. It puts a strain on things because we can't like, you can't bring people up you can't it's weird because we have to like oh, we have to like finesse our way around situations you're like okay well this guy he can't go down because he has no options so we have to like do this with this guy you know and this well, like, and that. just just to briefly talk i mean do we want to just quickly talk about game three so we can get to the this point of the conversation because that's literally next yeah go for it. Uh, well let's let's do let's do these things really quick uh we haven't okay. done game two yet oh that's right that's right Oh, that's um, right. I forgot. We, <laughs> whoops. Manny and I were at game two. We were at game two. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Angels won four nothing. We we're sitting in the left field pavilion. Really Great. nice seats. Good seats. Yeah, we got them for like nine bucks too. Crazy. Yeah. Um, really. Great win, man. Yeah, like, really good. Honestly, win. just needed a, that. a good. nice shutout. And man, Griffin Canning, I've not personally, I've been not a huge fan of Griffin Canning. I. I thought he's kind of more of a like five ERA guy who's just going to be a slightly below average starting pitcher for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 90 or 85 ERA plus guy who's really around replacement level, if not slightly below replacement level. Um, so seeing him go seven innings, zero in runs, I believe on like 91 or 92 pitches. Awesome. 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 It's just more depth. If we can get guys like Berea and Canning 
not necessarily pitching this well because you know you know no run outings for these guys that that's not going to happen every time i'm not going to be unrealistic but just if they can get more consistent at being better and like pitching like they did in these couple games yeah this rotation is gonna be it's gonna have depth which is something we've not had we've in years past you know a couple guys get hurt and all of a sudden all our starters are all have six eras so just having guys who can fill in these spots you know throw innings get a sub four era be crazy Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course as i put mickey matt and mike i'll go yard um mickey moniac he had his most beautiful home run of the season i think last night it wasn't the most clutch it was the leadoff home run but 418 dead center it was just a you know really dude I, it was gone know. off the bat like it was beautiful know. yeah no doubt it was, it was a moonshot too like it was no like liner like this thing got yeah. out but it was a it was a it was a moonshot and same with matt Thice's, which looked pretty similar yeah and then mike went deep too to like top it off which is really good it felt it felt good to see a mike try home run i feel like it's been a bit in person, that is. I don't think I've seen a Mike Trout home run this season. I don't think I've seen one either, honestly, besides yesterday. Yeah, we've been to six games, so I don't think I've seen a Mike Trout home run, which now now we've seen one. That's good. Everything's right in the world again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Paul, any thoughts on game two? I didn't watch it. I mean, I knew you guys were at it and I saw the game, you know, the updates after, mm-hmm. but just looked fun. We haven't like, like Daniel said, you haven't seen canning pitch like that. I, I, I could not, if you took me like a week ago, I would say canning couldn't even have pitched a game like that against Oakland. I mean, do you say that, would you say that's his best start of his career? Yeah. Or I, I feel yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's just the best. Start has, of his he, career. has he ever gone? Hell, six innings, no earned runs in his like, career. I don't, I don't think so. Name maybe it happened in 2019 once. Um, I was at his major league debut in April 2019. I remember he struck out like five guys in a row, and we're like, dude, this guy, this guy's elite. And then he gave up like four earned runs immediately, and I was like, oh shit, guess he's not elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, it's it's just kind of been more the same. Where like he shows like little flashes, but it, it's never really. Combined anything, I do think this is his best start of his career. So good on you, Greed. Agreed. Um, game three, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Here we go. Angels win game three. Uh, we watched the game tonight, actually. Um, so, um, Tyler Anderson had a really good start. Six innings of one run baseball, and. Uh, we hit tonight. We actually we like let it, we let go. Our our offense popped off. So really good win to get the sweep. Um, Marius Maranta had a bit of a, a bit of a stinker. Uh, oh. Bases loaded, but we've, good thing uh, Davinsky came in to clean up the mess. And, I uh, I just want to point out it's hilarious that we've seen him twice. Both times he has left the game bases loaded yeah, because of singles. Finish. Yeah, he can't and he can't walks yeah. and two outs, and Davinsky has saved his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't been very good. I mean, he can like his stuff's all right, but he just like has no command. That's what that's that's what like fucks him up. So, um, and then just because I just was looking for it, I looked up the advanced career stats for Canning. So 
2019 was his best. He had six quality starts. He finished one game in 2019. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 2019 was his best. He only pitched 2020 and 2021. He didn't pitch last season, obviously. Um, but, yeah. I, I think this, besides 2019, this is definitely his best starts within the last two seasons. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. No, just a big, just a really good win to get, yeah. honestly. And uh, needed that, needed that no. sweep. First sweep of Boston since 2015. And, uh, and again, this season for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beating another good team. So we split with the Orioles. Um, who yep. are a good team? And the Twins and the Red Sox, they're both above 500. You know, they're the teams we got to beat if we're going to stand out and make the playoffs. Yep. So mm-hmm. winning series against these two teams who are at the moment, you know, standings wise around where we are, that's what we need to do to like, you know, push ourselves to the next level. So huge win, not only winning a series, but sweeping Boston is just beautiful. Two dominant wins. And then, you know, game one was put up with kind of a coin flip, but the fact that we gritted it out and end up with a sweep, huge. And a bunch of homers tonight too. Zach Neto. Yeah, big three run home run. Kind of broke the game. Three run homer. And that's big big time. Definitely great situation where you bring in the legend, the man, the myth, Aaron Loop. Yeah, Yeah. he he let it in a run. (laughs) Well, um, Manny, we were both, well, as we're watching the game, like, I think we both agreed, like, this is where you bring in Aaron Loop. You have a five run lead. If he blows it, you have, um, you know, we have a Stevez available. If you need need to pull him out to three batters and just like throw a Stevez in there, you know, you have that option. But now would be the time to do it. And he kind of did all. He got through the inning, which is something he hasn't done in a long time. Mm. Yeah. Through the inning, one run. Not bad. Some, some crap. Uh, I mean, one run in one hit. inning. He's a 90 RA, Paul. So. Yeah, but okay for him. <laughs> for, for him to make it through an inning and the only run scored because of a crap hit up, you know, that just dropped in. Man, it's just another one of those unlucky hits. Like, no, like who hits that? Who yeah, hits exactly off a ball of two feet off the plate? Exactly. That, that's my point. Is like, yes, a run scored obviously doesn't matter because this was such a you know we had the lead, but he's able. You know, first guy gets on. Gets on. All right, that sucks. He's able to get the next two out. That's good. Moves so the runner over to third. Exactly what he needs to be doing. Yeah, moves the runner over to third, which whatever, and then you just get a crap hit. And oh well, you know. And then like another soft the time, grounder. Most of the time, someone swings at that. They hit a soft grounder, or they pop it up, or they swing and miss. Yeah. So, so it, you know, that that's why it, I'm it, like kind of bad luck again. I can't believe you know. I mean, this will be our nice transition to uh, our, our the next segment of uh, should we DFA? Our, our number one contendent contendent is Loop, but it's so hard to just be to say. Especially after we told Tapera to hit the road, which he deserved. I, I feel like it's so hard to tell both of them to hit the road. Especially when, I don't know. It's, it's Especially looking into it, it seems like Loop is just the unluckiest pitcher imaginable. At least this season. At least the last, you know, couple weeks. Uh, well, before his injury, obviously. I, I don't think Loop should be DFA'd, at least not right now. 
No. I don't think you definitely don't bring him in when you're winning by one run, but if you if you're getting sure. blown out yeah. or or if we're winning by like four or five runs, knock yourself out. There's better options to DFA, DFA right now. Oh, we have way better options that deserve a DFA. <laughs> it's also we have options that we can DFA and they'll actually stay in the system. Aaron Loop will not stay in the system. He will be picked up. Or he will be picked up. So yeah, Aaron Loop is not clearing waivers. There's gonna there's a team out there who will take him. And then there, there's two stats I do want to point out about Aaron Loop. He has a 3.8 FIP. For those of you who don't know, that just includes walks, home runs, and strikeouts. So generally, it kind of takes the whole luck thing out of it, um, which he has been unlucky on balls in play. Like a, a lot of balls that have been hit off him have just found a place to land, even though they do result in soft contact. So he has been unlucky. Um, but he does also have a 2.25 whip, which is yeah. not... It is partially because of the hits, but he's also been walking a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's the downside there. Yeah, that's true. Well, so and that's where I kind of want to see more, especially now that he's back from his injury to see maybe the walks were a product of the injury. Obviously, we'll we'll need more sample size than two games, but I definitely think he is. De he, he will always as of right now, still be on the contender for should we kick him to the curb? Does he deserve a DFA? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we're all in the same boat. Give him opportunities, but do it in situations like Tucker Davidson. Do it yeah. when you're up or down by four. And uh, that's it. I I have two favorites on the on the DFA train right now, and Ward is not one of them. I mean, sorry, Ward. Reading a, reading a script that has Ward's name on it, you think I could talk right? Loop is definitely not one of them. Mm -mm. Now, the one that is, is coming up next. <laughs> I, oh, I'm so over the Renhifo fan train. I'm so over it. I think it's like, we can't do uh, It's hard. But we have Fletcher. You have Stefanik. You have... I'll do it. I don't know. There's got to be somebody else. <laughs> the thing Even is, Renhifo will be picked up. He's not going to go... Like three yeah, waivers. No, like, no, he'll definitely be picked up. I just we can't do anything with him. We are stuck yeah. with him. We can't option him, and he's stuck here. And we were talking about this before the podcast, and I was like, "What? What the hell is the point of of, of Levon Soto being here? He he's played once. He played in. He played he two at bats. What's the point if we're not going to use him? And and I get it. He's holding the spot for Rendon." And we're not going to bring up someone like Fletcher or like Stefanik who would need, you know, at bats to to get into it and need the playing time. He's just up here. We'll bring him a couple games. He'll do his thing. And then Rendon will come back from injury and he'll, he'll go back. Uh, I think he, back to double A. But like, I'm so over the, the I know you, you've seen it for years. Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so done with Renhifo. I was like, nah, 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 he's gonna find his thing. He's gonna find his. I swear to God, Renhifo is just a worse Adele in the. Oh, he's gonna find it. He he's he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, he ain't gonna figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. 
it's a tough situation because he doesn't have any options left. So yeah, and slightly playing a little bit of devil's advocate is I would have said the same thing about Matt Thys, like with over the last couple of years, but Matt Dude, after that, really turned it around after that series in Boston where he had that catcher's interference that kind of like lost us the game. <laughs> yeah, I was done with Thys. I was like, oh. I was so ready to DFA him. Like so. Yeah, Thice doesn't so have any options so that's either, a, But that's the so. thing, right? Like, you can't just, like, DFA people just out of nowhere. Because yeah. think that's a serious thing to do. Like, yeah. like, like once they're DFA, it's not like it's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee they come back to you. Like, no. they might get picked up. So Any team can go, you're mine now. And yeah, you exactly. go, all right. Well, well <laughs> yeah. And if they, if they turn into a god on another team, we're like, well, fuck. Like, we could have made him a god, but. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I feel like we've had so many seasons with Renhifo. And it's just never consistent. And especially right now, he's just a guaranteed out at this point. Well, I know. Tonight, I was excited to see him tonight because we've been starting him from the left side, like, against righties for so much. It's been pissing yeah. me off because he's not good against righties. Like, we know yeah. this. He's a lefty. Spe- he's a, he can hit lefties. And then tonight, he gets, like, like James Paxton and makes him, look, makes him look like an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Like, he was... He looked by far like the worst hitter on the team. Like it wasn't even close. He had terrible at bats. I don't even know if he got a, a count to two to two balls. Like he would just he was just swinging and missing at curveballs in the dirt over and over again, not learning. And then the righty came in and he did the same shit from the left side of the plate. It was like the it was, the one, it was a disaster. The one thing that sold me, at least on my opinion, from Aaron Hefo's going to get this, and it was the most random thing. I, it was just like a light switch. It was in Cleveland. He was up. I, I I remember there were people on base. Don't remember how much. Don't remember what the score was. He was up with two outs. And it was a full count. And I was like, okay, good. He, he's working the full count. You know. And, and the pitch that got him to that full count, to that 3-2, was, was five miles outside the zone. And he gets 3-2. And I'm like, okay, he's going he's gonna to watch a pitch. And he fouled like one or two off. And I was like, okay, good. He's working this count. That's great. Great job. The pitch he swung and struck out on was a 94 fastball five feet above the zone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you swinging at? It wasn't like it was any kind of a you know, change of curve, anything that had any movement to it. It was an arrow. And he swung at it five feet above his head. And I was like, I'm done. I'm so done. You know, I, I do want to give him this one thing, right? He has 16 walks this season. He had 17 walks last season. <laughs> Wait, he had really? about, he's had a, just over a fifth of the plate, or around a fourth. He's had about a quarter of the plate appearances, and he has just as many walks, basically, <laughs> as he did last year. Okay, so, that's good. His, he also has an on-base percentage of 312, which is pretty good when you're hitting 210. I'm not ready to cut bait with him just yet because what we saw from him last year, we know he has the possibility to be a league average hitter, which if he's a league average hitter on the bench, that's yeah, that's all we need. What we want, especially one who we know is going to be good from the right side. He wasn't tonight, but you know, he, he has shown promise in the right. The problem is he's just not hitting the ball hard. Like mm-hmm. he's only hitting singles when he does hit. He's slugging 277, which is atrocious, which gives yeah. him a 589 um, OPS. That might have been before tonight, too. So that, that was it's, it's 575 now. Yeah. So th- this is these are stats from before tonight. Um, 
But basically, here's what I'm willing to do with Renhifo. I'm willing to give him another three weeks to a month. The reason is, it's still the regular season. Yes, yeah. every game matters. But we're not in the same, like, playoff situation where we absolutely, like, need Fletcher's defense off the yeah. bench in a given, you know. I'm willing to give him another month because of what he did last year. If he's still has an OPS around the 600 uh, mark in a month or so, um, I'd be ready to cut bait with him. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like you just, we're not going to give him, a, a playoff team is not going to give this guy full time. So he's going to have to figure it out in a part-time role. Yep. Or unfortunately, he's just not going to, um, he's not going to be on the team much longer. But I'll give him a month. Yeah. Um. And then the one that I really wanted to talk about is is my favorite is is the one that I just can't see um, us DFAing is Taylor on the bench in my fantasy league fucking ward. Yeah, that's never I, okay. We're not going to DFA him. I don't think we should DFA him, even though Mickey Moniac is crazy right now. For he's now, our, yeah, for for now, he's going to slow down. And Ward is going to figure it out. If he literally never figures it out and he's got an average in the, you know, in the 100s, his OPS is like in the 500s. If, if that happens, we'll, we can talk about that later. But the fact that you have Moniak who is hitting very well. I, I think you keep doing what you're doing. Ward yeah. sits most games while Moniak plays. And in a, in a game like today, where you're going up against, uh, you know, this, a pitcher who, what was he, was a lefty today? Was he a righty? Forgot. Uh, who's pitching for the Red Sox? Yeah, Paxton is a, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess Moniak doesn't really hit well against lefties, so they sat him. I was, I was fine with that. I was Which, fine with that. And I had no problem. Yeah. We also need get Taylor Ward, like, going. Yeah. Up it, and Ward did nothing. He didn't strike out, which is good for Ward. Mm-hmm. So he's making contact. But still nothing. And I like this is the worst I've ever seen Ward. At least I, for, as far as I can remember. Um, okay, tonight. I, I do wanna I do wanna let me I don't wanna say it immediately. Actually, I, I do want to get the baseball spot up just because I'm curious, but he had a ball. To the, he did hit a ball to the wall to dead center. So if he hits it anywhere else in the park besides dead center, it's it's a home run. Yeah, I um, mean, that's what so I'm saying. I, like, I do want to give him that. He he also had a what I thought was a laser-ish to right field uh, towards the end of the game. Um, Well, that's what I'm saying. He's making, as of right now, he's making contact. He's not striking out like he was. Um, mm-hmm. If he wants, if he, if he doesn't find holes and he's making contact and he's going oh for four because of ground outs and flyouts. he can keep doing that all he wants you know at least he's making contact but when he was going down two three strikeouts a game that's where i was like I, this is a ward i've never seen before yeah okay so he had a he had a pretty sharp fly ball to right field which was decent he had a um Near home run to dead center, which had a 730 expected batting average, and he had a hard ground ball with a 400 expected batting average. Yeah, so he hit the ball harder tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem with Ward this year versus last year, it's his eye. 
he walked last year. That was like his main gift. He walked. So pitchers yeah. room strikes. So he hit the ball. He's not walking. Like I, I genuinely cannot remember the last time Taylor Ward took a damn walk. No, just, just to put it into perspective, because I, I figured you were going to go this way. The last time, oh, I just had it up. Where to go? Um, his walks this season. Last season in 135 games. He walked 60 times. This season, he's walked 17 times, and that's in 48 games. Actually, that's that's so, a pretty good rate. But he's but, but he has 42 strikeouts. He started hot though. The first two or three weeks, he was really good. I guarantee you, a lot like more than half those walks came in the first two or three weeks because he's I, not I think walking so. at all recently. Oh, let me just pull up the game logs very quickly. Last time he had a walk, if you're looking at game logs. Um, because actually I'm curious now. The last time he walked, uh, he walked twice on May 7th. That was the last time he walked. He's had two walks in the month of May. Yeah. That's crazy. He had, he had 15 walks in April. So that's where all the, all the walks are from April. It honestly sucks because I would, I don't want to DFA him. I don't think he has options. I just want to send him to AAA, not as like a punishment, not because I'm done with him, but just to refresh him real quick. Some players need that. Um, I remember, I think in 2009, our ALCS season, we did that with Howie Kendrick. He was struggling in the majors. Then he came back and he absolutely caught fire and he ended up, you know, being the World Series hero for the Nationals in 2019. Like, I do think Taylor Ward has the talent. He just needs a confidence booster and we can't start him in the lineup every day. We're in a conundrum. We can't start him in the lineup every day because he's been bad, but we, we can't, we can't go and give him a lot of at bats either. Cause we can't cut him. He has too much talent to just cut mm. bait with him. I'm Taylor Ward. I'm not ready to DFA at all. I honestly wouldn't even consider that. Um, unless he goes the entire season with these the struggles. Um, but then we so, can figure it out from there, but I'm not DFAing him this season. So two things I just wanted to point out that I found. So I can't find if Ward has options. I was looking at a, a, a website that posted options that are players for teams, you know, and they don't have options. Ward was not on that list. Like Luke, Thice, Davidson, those guys were on that list. Ward wasn't. So Ward might have options. Well, actually, it, it depends on playing time. I believe he has enough playing time where he can decline to be sent to AAA, which would DFA him. So that might be what I, I'm pretty sure Ward has enough playing time where he would, that would be his option. I think. I don't remember how many years Ward has been playing. Oh, 2018. So yeah, he would definitely be in the realm of we would go to him and say, we want to send you to AAA. If he says no, then our only option is he has to stay because then it'd be DFA. Um, but this is how Ward right now is slashing this season against um as of right now he's 252 321 358 against righties against lefties 191 300 and 262 last season they were pretty close last season he he was 286 and 268 363 354 501 401 against righties and lefties so this season he's having a rough one against lefties 
Which is weird because that's what we're putting him in. We're yeah. Putting him in against lefties. I don't know, man. It, it's just a tough situation. But mm-hmm. we're, I think we I think the answer is just to we kind of have to ride it out. Um, and then do we want to just kind of glaze over the last two? Because I don't think they're as important, to be honest. Uh Davidson and Reyes Moronta. Yeah. David, Davidson just sucks that we're stuck with him. It, it just sucks. I don't think we should be. I, Davidson is one of the next people I want at DFA. He he. We need the long reliever role, and now Bury is going to be starting. Um, you do have Silseth, who is completely capable of doing three innings. But man, David, T- Tucker Davidson kind of sucks, and it sucks that he's taking up a spot. Personally, I'm I'm ready to get rid of a couple of our bullpen guys and just. See what um see what Ben Joyce and Eric Torres have at the major league level. They don't have great numbers in double A, but that league is using that stupid like sticky ball that they're trying out, and everyone is having uh is struggling to throw strikes. Um and yeah. if you look at like their batting averages against, they're actually they're they're low. Like Eric Torres and um Ben Joyce, they're not getting hit. They're just walking everyone they see because yeah. they have like a walk per inning. It's really bad each. Um, it's because of the stupid ball. So I, I kind of think you just bring them up and see what you have. Um, and that's the thing. Develop them at the major league level because right now, like our, the back end of our bullpen is definitely a bit sus. Well, I keep seeing people complain about Davidson, and the one complaint should not be a complaint. It's the well, we can't get rid of him because then we'll we'll literally have gotten nothing for uh, for Isel. I don't like, care. No, we we literally got. No, we did get something. Rysel, we, we got a salary dump. We, we got don't that have money gone. That's if we got nothing out of that, we got the only thing that mattered. And I kept seeing people saying, "Well, could you imagine as you know, es- Estevez and Rysel? No, because we couldn't have afforded them. <laughs> you, we could not have had more and Estevez and uh, how much are Anderson. we paying? I said this, by the way. Uh, contract. It's not that big. Uh, two year, 13.5. So about six yeah, but still, something. like, we're not going to... Aaron Loop? Oh, my God. That's absurd. Yeah. What'd you say? We got him for less than Aaron Loop? Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. He's making $6.75 million a year. Two years, thirteen and a half mil, which is that is a great value for him. Right yeah. Now. Well, and uh, the difference between Loop, I think, than Estevez is Loop had a good season before we got him. Estevez, you know, didn't. It didn't look good. You know, mm-hmm. we saw through it. We saw that he, there could be something there. Same thing with Moore. I was reading an article earlier that Moore thought like he was never going to get picked up again. Like he was going to be done. No one was going to trust him with the baseball after the season he had. Wasn't he good in? Texas? No, 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 no. That was um. Th- that was two years ago. Yeah, that was what. I mean, he that was, was back with his Mets year. He yeah. was great in Texas last year. Yeah, yeah. that I, I meant. What, sorry, I meant with his Mets year. Yeah, and Damn, then you know, obviously, what's the relievers go ask Matt Moore what he does so well because like he doesn't he doesn't blow anyone away. Like Carlos no. Estevez can throw ninety nine. Yeah, Matt Moore doesn't. So go go talk to Matt Moore, guys. Like, see what he does and do he's that. Making, he's we're paying him seven and a half million. Right yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, Moore's a guy who thought he was done, went to Texas, 
realized he still got stuff to go. We're paying him seven and a half to do for a year to do what he's doing. I I remember uh, yeah. watching both of them in, in in the spring training, more or less than Estevez. And I know Estevez was trying stuff out, but I was like, man, this guy sucks. Yeah, and then everybody he showed was, up. I was I was kind of scared about Estevez in spring training. Well, that's why he didn't start the year as the closer. Yes, yeah, he didn't look good in spring training. He was terrible in spring training. Yeah. And then it came, you know, then it was basically kind of told that, oh, he was trying shit out. He was just experimenting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, okay. Makes sense why he sucked. And then now we see him like, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I trusted a closer this this much in a game. Maybe Rysel from two years ago? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't Rysel last well, season. Yeah. I trust. I definitely trusted Rysel in 2021. Yeah. Same, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I want to say the last time I trusted a reliever as much as Estevez right now was probably Rysel 21. Yeah. And, and like Estevez's background numbers are good too. Like a 1.13 whip and a 2.48 FIP. Obviously, I think his ERA is a little low. It, he'll blow a save eventually. Yeah. Like he's not going to go perfect. He'll probably blow a couple, but he's good. He's yeah. good. This is not a flash in the pan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like you can drop Davidson at this point. I feel like we have enough pitchers, and we have enough pitchers that could come up, especially the fact that we have Purgit, Wants, and Weiss that are major league, re- you know, major league caliber sitting in AAA. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joyce, and there's a couple other guys in AA and AAA that are major league, that definitely could be major league ready. And I guess the the last one, I I didn't know. I I just assumed he'd go back to AAA, but mm-hmm. you guys put uh, Maranta. Yeah. Well, okay. Is he a DFA? I don't think he'd be DFA. I think he'd oh, be, okay. He'd, 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 we'd send him back to AAA. Okay. That's Which I, like. I, I think that's going to happen because he doesn't look good. It sucks because he actually was re like until last year, he had a sub three ERA every season he pitched in the majors. Yeah. He he was good at one point. Um but I, I'm kind of on the same place as I am with Moronta as I am Luke. Put him in less intense situations. Like right now you have Matt Moore, you have Carlos Estevez, you have um why am I forgetting? Chase Silseth. Mm-hmm. Um these are guys I trust in more intense situations right now. Um, you know, and then like the Davidsons and the Bloops and the Moronches of the world, use them in slightly less intense situations mm-hmm. for now mm-hmm. until you can kind of, um, you know, figure out how, how they are. And the jury's still out on the other guy. Oh yeah. Jacob Webb. I, yeah. he looked decent last night, but again, it's one inning. I don't trust yeah. one, yeah. Inning, one inning sample sizes. Exactly. So. That's, what, that's so what I'm saying. He, yeah. he gave up a, Laser to Justin Turner. Just ended up getting kind of lucky. Actually, so did uh, so did uh, Aaron Loop tonight. Also gave up a laser to Justin Turner. They just both ended up at being in Mike Trout's glove. Yeah. So, jury's out on him. We'll see. I doubt he'll be around long, though. I'm. I would bet money that Moranta and Webb will go. Within a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. My question with Maranta is, was he always 265 pounds? When, like, when he was good, was he in the shape he currently is? 
Because if he was, so, yeah. then, then I think he has a better chance of getting back to it. But I don't know if it could be like that affecting him. Like I don't was he two hundred when he was really good? I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think I think he was the same size his entire. I career, think he's yeah. been the same size his whole life. He could. He just mm-hmm. probably is like a guy like Bartolo Colon who just like a uh, Bartolo Colon just pitched yeah. better at a heavier weight because he could get more behind the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna try guess weight by a picture, but when he was with the Giants back in 2019, when he, he was good. He, he looks really yeah. When he was really good, he looks the same size, know, the same. Maybe a tiny bit less. I mean, he's sitting down, so it's kind of hard to tell. But yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell from the picture, at least. Yeah, but I think he—he's like the least of our problems right now. So yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. Do we want to move on to our? Uh, we'll go over our playoff standings, and uh, so basically, what we're going to do, we're going to go over our playoff standings. We're about two months in two months into the season, a little over a quarter of the way, and we're all going to make one change. Um, these are not official changes. We still have our predictions, but like, if we could make one change right now, what would it be? Uh, so, many your teams are first on the list. If you want to start with your AL. What you would do? Oh, Manny died. Oh, man, Mr. Manny's <laughs> having Manny's having mic issues. All right, uh, I guess I'll go ahead. Um, so in the American League, I had the Astros, Guardians, and Rays winning the divisions, and I had the Yankees, Mariners, and Angels as the wild card spots. This is tough because there are two teams in the American League right now who look really damn good, who are not on this list, and that is the Orioles and the Rangers. They're actually the second and third best teams in the American League record-wise. But if I could only make one change, I would probably switch out the Rangers for the Mariners. And that seems a little crazy because the Orioles have the second best record in baseball, but I don't trust the Orioles starting rotation as much as I trust the Rangers starting rotation over a longer period of time. I think the Rangers have more veteran presences. I think they just have more depth. They also have, um, I think they have a couple younger guys who could come up and shine for them as well. I think the Rangers are for real. And I also think the Rangers have scored more runs than the the Orioles have this season. So I think the Orioles are good. But if I were to make one change, it would be taking the Mariners out and putting the Rangers in. And yes, he were. Where Daniel and I differ okay. in our AL picks. Oh, Manny's back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I just had a, a mic, mic disconnected for a second. But we're good. Go ahead. Uh, do you want me to just finish and then you go after? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, so where Daniel and I differ with our AL picks, I did Astros, Guardians, Yankees as my you know division winners, and then Blue Jays, Mariners, Angels. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that similar boat. And honestly, I want to say I would do the exact same thing as Daniel did, is switch out Rangers um for mariners but i I think i'm just gonna you know if i if i could pick one i'm gonna pick rays and switch it out for yankees yeah like if i could redo it knowing what i see now i would i would take the blue jays and mariners completely off and i would put the rays and rangers um and leave the yankees as a wild card spot Mm -hmm. but yeah if i'm picking one i'm taking off the yankees and putting the rays Okay. 
Because uh, yeah. like like Daniel said, come on, they don't even have the the Rangers don't even got Degrom right now. They're they're doing good. No, yeah. Um, I definitely think they have a lot of good pitching. Orioles, I think, will fall off. Yankees, I had a lot of like I just was like ah oh, yeah the Yankees are going to be great. They're not bad, but the Rays are just absolutely insane. And while I do think they're going to fall off, like I, I they already kind of have the Rays. Yeah, they are have. Like, they have. I think the Rays are thirteen and nine in May. Which yeah. it, it, it fall if that's your fall off, then you're good. So. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win the, the win the division now, which is why that's my pick. I do too. Mm-hmm. And I guessed that the Rays are going to win the AL East. So suck it. You, you want a cookie? You should, should have put money on it, nerd. I should have, <laughs> but I live in California, and that's illegal. Hey, my AL picks. If I had to change, um. <clears throat> probably take out the Mariners and replace them with the Rangers. But I feel like cool. I'd have the Rangers winning the division and then put the Astros in the wildcard spot. So have Astros, wildcard, Rangers, winner of, of the AL West, and then... Yeah. It's really random, but the AL West will cry tears of joy when the Astros don't win the division. Yeah. Yep. Um, now moving over to the National League, I think the National League's pretty easy to be honest. the The hardest part is not figuring out what team I'm going to put in the playoffs. It's figuring out what team I want to take out. So I have the Padres, Cardinals, and Braves winning the divisions, and the Dodgers, Mets, and Phillies as the wild cards. The Cardinals are fourth in the NL Central currently. But I do believe that the Cardinals still have a pretty good shot at winning the division. It wouldn't be my first choice. Maybe I would lean Brewers uh, taking the division if I had to, but I still just think the Cardinals are... They have so much talent, and they'll probably try to add at the deadline like they normally do, so I'm not super worried about that pick. Mm -hmm. I think I'd have to take out the Phillies, man. Like They've just been struggling... They've been very up and down, very inconsistent. Their pitchers have, it's not just been their defense this year. Like their offense has been pretty mid for as good of a lineup as they're supposed to have with Bryce Harper. It's been pretty mid. Trey Turner's been bad. Um, He'll turn it around, but I just don't know if it's going to be enough. So honestly, if I were to choose right now, I would take out the Phillies and I'd put in the Diamondbacks because I think the Diamondbacks are making the playoffs. They look Mm. good. Um, I have the Padres are also a little bit suspicious right now, but I just I think they have too much talent to miss the playoffs. But I guess you could say like it could be kind of a coin flip between the Padres, Mets and Phillies, because I think any of them could miss the playoffs with as. And the Cardinals, too, like any of them can miss the playoffs with with as good of starts or as bad of starts as they've had. Um, But my official thing would be I would take out the Phillies and put in the Diamondbacks. if I can only do one. Honestly, mine's hard. So my NL picks are Padres, Cubs, Braves winning the division, and then Dodgers, Mets, Cardinals. I I still don't. I would not change the Cubs. I still think they could do something there in the NL Central. I think Pittsburgh is is performing ten times better than they should. I didn't even mention the Pirates, Brewers. You know, I definitely didn't think they were going to be bad. I just think Cubs. Brewers could go at it 
and and you know whatever happens happens um the hard part for me is i would put i like i don't even know how to pick just one i want to move dodgers to winning the division take the potters out entirely put the diamondbacks in in the wild card the Take, uh, I would still leave the Mets as the wild card, um, and and I would take the Cardinals out and and I guess if I had to switch something around there, then I put Milwaukee in as the wild card spot over the Cardinals because I just I don't think they're gonna be good enough the Cardinals at least. But I guess if I had to pick one thing, I would just swap Dodgers and Padres. I don't think I would change any team i think i would just put the dodgers as winning the division and and padres wild card Mm -hmm. even though i think i just i just can't i just can't believe how bad the padres have been this season yeah i think hmm, i think they'll turn it around i don't think it's gonna be like this forever no i don't think it's gonna be like it forever it's just I mean, one, it's kind of funny after all the money they, them and the Mets have spent to be this bet, you know, to, to be where they are under 500 and 500. Um, and also, I mean, I know he's, he's injured now and he's kind of heating up for at least for the Padres, but uh, Machado was, has, yeah. Yeah, has been hot garbage. <laughs> and he's yeah. injured now. So, yeah. He'll, he'll probably, be fine when he gets back. Machado will f- figure it out. But just really random rant. Their lineup has such a hard fall off too. Like you go Tatis, Cronward, like Soto, you know, Bogarts, Car- like, and then it's just like Matt Car- it's Carpenter and, and like Odor and Hassan Kim and like Trent. It's, it's like such a hard drop off. <laughs> oh, uh, Manny, what's your with your NL swap, um, if you wanted to. Yeah, so if I had to go with NL here, take out the Cardinals, because they're pretty bad. Oh, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. <laughs> I don't know. The Mets, man. Miami's kind of giving them a run for their money right now. The Marlins are not making the playoffs. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm a, Manny. They have a Pythagorean win loss of like nineteen and thirty-one. They are lucky as hell right now. Oh yeah, the you're right. they're not making the play. We're pro- well, I'm, I'm saying this, and it's gonna get clipped when we get fucking swept by. Yeah, them, exactly. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. Let's do this. Give me, give me the um, the Diamondbacks to so swap the cards for the Diamondbacks, and then swap out the Mets. For Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little edgy. I'm gonna be, you know, you're <laughs> a little edgy. You're a that's, psychopath. That's some crazy picture right there. Mm-hmm. You're a psychopath. Uh, uh, someone has to be Pittsburgh, bro. It's too late, bro. You, you, you're, you're crazy. Maybe someone, you're has, just someone has to. Someone has to be the Nick Wright of the show. <laughs> Maybe just wants to watch the world burn over here. <laughs> someone has to be the Skip Bayless. Well, I, I, I if anything, I, I just want insane um, prank content, so <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. All right, there you go. Manny believes that the Pittsburgh Pirates will make yep. the dance. My Pirates. Manny raise wants a, to ra- see. Raise a Jolly Roger. Manny over here wants to see Frank the Tank 
destroy the mechs. <laughs> Um, yes. So that gets into the Angels playoff odds. None of us removed the Angels from the AL play- playoff picture. You know, we're all riding high right now. We just came well, I mean, we got to we got to have some hope, right? So yeah, opium right now. Yeah. Opium. Yeah, exactly. right, I'm going to say like this. Um, oh, shoot, I think I accidentally exited out of the, uh, the tab. <laughs> the, um, the Angels, I believe, had about a 30% chance to make the playoffs according to fan graphs right now. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of those percentages and what would you put your percentage at? What was the percentage? 30%? 30. Around 30%. I'd say that's about right, honestly, given the because given the amount of competition we have in the uh, American League, so See, to me that seems too low. I would I don't want to say 50-50 cuz that's just so goddamn generic. Like, oh, I think we could go either way. I put us like mid forty percent range right now, just mm-hmm. because of how disgusting the NLE or NL the AL East is. Sorry, thirty point six percent is the yeah. I have it. Yeah, yeah. I, I for my pick, I'd say we're in the forties, somewhere like anywhere between forty percent to like forty five percent chance of making the playoff, just because the AL East is disgusting right now. Yeah. So. When we're doing the, the segment we just did, we only made one change. If I were to make two changes to my official predictions, I would probably take the Orioles over us just because they have five games on us. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I could say we take out the Yankees, but right now, roster-wise, I believe we're the seventh best team in the American League. I think we're better than the Blue Jays, which I said we're at the beginning of the season. I think yeah. we're better than the Red Sox. Well, maybe the sixth best team. We might be better than everyone in the central, but unfortunately, we are. <laughs> the central team is going to make it. And I think the Rangers and Astros are both better than us. Mm-hmm. So that puts us as the sixth best team with six playoff spots, but someone from the central is going to take one of those. Yeah. So if I were to change my official predictions, I'd probably put the Orioles in over us. That being said, I'd say probably around 40 to 45% for us. Um. Yeah. Because I think we will we'll have more incentive to add at the deadline than any other team in the MLB. Ooh, the right. Orioles aren't adding at the deadline. No, they they're not showing to. The That's Rangers, right. no. Houston, I do think maybe. because the Orioles have five games in us, like I'm going to give them the odds. Um, yeah. They are a really good team. Like you know, They've probably been overperforming, but they are a good team. Um, Fangrass has them at actually 46.3%. Fangrass also has the Blue Jays at 50%, which I think is kind of stupid, but, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. I, I think the only reason Fangrass is giving them that is because they have so many pitchers underperforming to their usual selves and so many hitters underperforming to their normal selves. Yeah, I know. So I just think the Angels, like, I would say 40 to 45 just because, like, just because we will out at the deadline, but there's just so much competition. And th- that's just the competition above. Like, the Mariners are close to us in quality. Yeah. They don't have as good of an offense, but they definitely have better pitching than us. Yeah. So you so have to just figure out how that weighs. Yeah. You know, in the playoffs, the pitching is probably the better thing to have. But, you know, you have to get there first. Well, because so. that's definitely the thing. We've scored more runs, but given up more runs. The Seattle has done a very... Like, they don't score a lot, and they also don't give up a lot. And that's why they're, you know, just... They're either 500 or just over 500 with this win against Oakland that they did today. 
They're a game um, over 500 after beating Oakland. Okay, so this took them over. Um, but they have struggled against good teams. And they ha- it's not that they've struggled pitching-wise, like you said. They have good pitching. Relievers are kind of sketchy sometimes, but good starters. But they, they don't hit. Mm-hmm. They're hitting. You've got like a like, like two guys awake in that lineup. Like hitting-wise, and, and that's basically it. As of wow. right now. The Mariners have given up the second fewest amount of runs in baseball. Yeah. It's just given up the least, actually. The Twins. That's not something I saw coming, but the Twins have a damn good pitching staff, mm-hmm. which we saw in our series against them. Like, those yep. were close, tough games. So, you know, they're, they're not out of it either. I, I did have the guard. I didn't change the Guardians winning the Central, but I, I think either one could. Um, but going back to your 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 AL Central thing real quickly, because I just saw a funny tweet, and I, I wish it's, you know people could see it. It was just the records of the AL Central, and someone tweeted, "Some team is going to ha- hang a banner, pour alcohol over themselves for winning this division." I saw that. That's funny. <laughs> it's such a it's such a Mickey Mouse division. It's literally the worst division in baseball. Mm-hmm. They're the new NL East. The fact that the t- Tigers are second place right now meme yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah AO central just sucks there's not much to say about it it's just not good and also just really quickly because dan wrote the whole you know rangers leading i could still see astros pulling ahead because they're the astros mm-hmm. they get definitely this is definitely a different astros team than even last season yeah. um I think Rangers are overperforming. I think pitching is not their issue. I think the hitting is way overperforming. Agreed. Yeah, no, the Rangers. But I still think they're a good team. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I did not see the Rangers being this good. I think I took the Rangers under at the beginning of the year. I'm uh, so that was a mistake. The Rangers are good. I think I just didn't think they were going to have cohesion again this season, and I, I thought, I mean, rightly so, that Degrom was going to play five games. Um, I just didn't expect the rest of the pitchers to be as good as they were. I didn't. I mean, I drafted in my fantasy league, and I didn't expect Ivaldi to be as good as he has been. I just thought he was going to be. De- I thought it was going to be like Sandoval, like you know, not bad, not good, you know, middle. Middle of the ground, good games, bad games. Ivaldi's just been really good the last couple of games. Yeah, he he'll, he'll go he'll progress, but damn, Ivaldi's yeah. been the best pitcher, like one of the top starters in baseball this year. Yeah, I, I did not expect him to be their one of their best pitchers. And if we signed him, we'd have that number two. But we also wouldn't have Matt Moore, or Carlos Estevez, so that would be a problem. Yeah. Money wise, so I guess give or take. Um. Anyway, that that's it on my end. Yep. Yeah, I'm good, man. Um. Uh, I think that's that's gonna wrap it up today. Uh, thank you guys for listening once again. Make sure to follow us on our social media accounts. Uh, for our Instagram, it's at hashing underscore halos, and Twitter at hashing halos, all one word. Thank you guys for listening as always, and good night. Bye-bye.